climate, the coastline, and the race for mayor. I'm Jarrett Murphy from CityLimits.org. And this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. Jared, how you doing? I am doing all right. It has been a fairly zany day on the uh, campaign trail. And we're going to devote most of our show to one of the important issues that the mayor, uh, next mayor of the city, will deal with. And the candidates for mayor are certainly talking about, and that's what to do about the city's 500-plus mile coastline, its potential, its vulnerabilities, the climate change, the environmental justice issues that play out on that coastline. We'll have Courtney Worrell, the president and CEO of the Waterfront Alliance, and Anel Hernandez, the associate director of the New York City Environmental Justice Alliance, on uh, over the course of the show. Well said. And so, again, today on today's show, we're focused on issues related to the city's hundreds of miles of coastline, the waterfront, the waterways, climate change, resiliency, uh, environmental justice, and much more. These are issues that touch everybody and in many, many uh, different ways. Uh, and we're breaking it down, the many issues facing the city and especially what's on the plate for the next mayor who will be taking office January 1st. So we're pleased to bring to the show now our first guest today, Courtney Worrell, the president and CEO of the Waterfront Alliance. Courtney, thanks for coming on, Max and Murphy. This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette with Jarrett Murphy of City Limits. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about the Waterfront Alliance, just uh, what you what you are and what you and what you do generally. Yeah. Well, just really quickly, a little bit about our history. So we were started originally as a project of the Municipal Art Society back in 2006. New York City, as we all know, was transitioning for many decades from its industrial past to a post-industrial era. And that industrial era, era was taking place on the waterfront. And if we didn't have an independent voice or an independent um, view um, of the waterfront and how it was going to change in New York City, we could end up with a waterfront that was maybe a monoculture of luxury high-rise condominiums, for example. So it was really important to have an organization that was there and was the voice of all of the needs that we have on the on our coastlines and the 520 miles of waterfront that make up the five boroughs. That's everything from port, the port uh, and working waterfront to wetlands preservation and salt marsh restoration. We have the widest diversity of uses on the waterfront. So we work on all those things. We're the advocate, we're the convener, we're the educator. Uh, we work on lots of policy issues and we, we work with communities and partnerships as well. Okay. And this year you're undergoing a process. Uh, you are, you know, you have things you do every year, as you just mentioned, you, you have a conference, uh, but you've also been undergoing a different process related to the race for mayor. And we want to, um, dig into some of the content there, but tell us about what the process you've been undergoing looks like. Yeah. So we started in the fall putting together the platform for the next mayor for New York City, and it's the, it's the waterfront platform. We worked on developing this with all of our partners, with the, the over a 1,000 alliance partners that are part of the Waterfront Alliance, and as well as our partners on the Rise to Resilience Coalition. And after months of, of working it out, we developed the platform. So if we put it online, you can find it on our website. And uh, we then worked to um, make sure all of the, the candidates for mayor knew it was out there and that we were hoping that they would adopt and, and be committed to the major points of, of what we're asking for for the future of New York City and its waterfront. 
we sub- we um, released a survey. Uh, I mean, we sent the survey to candidates who then uh, responded, and we released their responses. And you can find all of those responses also on our website. And then many of them submitted videos as well to talk about, particularly many of them really focused on the importance of climate resiliency and what we're going to do with the effects of climate change in New York City, which will hit the waterfront really hard. So um, what the the... The thing that's coming up is that on May 14th, we in the morning, we'll be holding a mayoral town forum. And we have commitments from um, from several of the candidates who will be participating, and Errol Lewis will be moderating, which is great. And that's the last day of our three-day conference, which is May 10, 12, and 14. Great. And, uh, and that will be very interesting also because it'll be the morning after the first televised debate on, on New York One there. Yeah. So you'll, you'll get, uh, yeah. Errol turning around and answering, asking the, the questions to the mayoral candidates, uh, about a focus issue that may or may not be part of the debate the night before, but that's good. And, uh, and I'm also happy to say that on the first day of the conference, I'll be moderating a panel on planning that I'm looking forward to being a part of. Um, I, I, you know, I also also say reviewing again I had looked at it already but reviewing the platform that you put out the waterfront and resilience platform for the next mayor of New York City it's one of the sort of clearest uh, most you know digestible plans that advocates and, and others put out it's just so nice you know it's succinct it's clear but it's got also a lot to chew on so folks should definitely check it out it's not one of these um, plans that that platforms that folks put out that is really hard to digest it's actually very accessible, but also meaty. So there's a lot to it. But um, let's dig into it a little bit more. So what are some of the key principles in it? This is obviously about um, preparing the city for the effects of climate change, but also better using the waterfronts and the waterways for economic purposes, for uh, other social purposes. What are some of the key tenets that you want to see out of the next mayor? Yeah. Well, the thing that a lot of people don't realize, and and we really want to make sure the next mayor of New York City realizes it, is that the New York Harbor is one of the most important parts of our economy. Um, And it's more and more going to be that. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One is that New York State has invested now in offshore wind. There'll be offshore wind uh, farms that will be supplying a significant amount of electricity to New York City. Up to a million homes will receive their electricity from this renewable resource. So all of the staging to install the wind farms, the turbines, um, puts place them at the ocean floor. And then the uh, ongoing operation and maintenance of those over time, that all has to take place in the port of, uh, in the different port facilities of the New York Harbor. So this is a huge economic growth opportunity for, for our region and the harbor. And the next mayor really needs to be committed to making sure that New York City is standing alongside New York State and working with all of the all of the aspects of infrastructure that have to take place for that offshore wind to come online. So that's a really exciting thing. And in addition, as we prepare ourselves for climate change, which will affect the, 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 our, our waterfronts and the coastline so much, there's a real opportunity for for job growth and, and economic activity as we retrofit and as we prepare for climate change, in particular sea level rise, 
and also the intense um, and more frequent storms that will come and the changes that are going to be needed along the waterfront for that. There's a whole there's a whole set of green and blue jobs and and economic um, intensity. I think that's going to come from from all the work that needs to be done in New York Harbor, and that's just a critical part of of the New York City economy. And then. I think the other thing we we uh, we still are grappling with, and this is one of the things Waterfront Alliance has been working on for its entire existence, which is that we're still cut off from the waterfront. The waterfront in New York City is some of the most sought after land. Um, it's it's beautiful. It it cools us off. It provides great views. It's a place to recreate to to also to um, you know drop a drop a kayak in to the water and, and enjoy yourself. But too many New Yorkers just don't have access to really good waterfront parks or places where they can enter the water or fish or or enjoy the water or just enjoy the cool breezes. So we still have so much work to do to open up the waterfront, to still transition it from its post-industrial era to this world-class waterfront that's accessible to all people. This is especially true in the outer boroughs. We have great waterfront parks in, in Manhattan. We have a few amazing parks in Brooklyn as well on the waterfront, but we're really missing those those locations in the Bronx and Queens and in parts of Staten Island. So that's really important. Um, and then the, the last thing I'll just, just point out again is just climate change is here to stay, and it's really going to hit the coastlines hard and our waterfronts hard. And so we want to make sure that the next mayor is the climate change mayor. And the fact is, is that... The next mayor will be the climate change mayor and every single mayor after this point will be as well because climate change will continue to alter things in ways that we didn't expect 10, 15, 20, and especially 100 years ago. Um, You hit on a couple things I want to ask you a little bit more about. One is um, how do you balance the sort of – natural focus that often occurs in politics and in, you know, uh, organizations like yours and the media on, you know, sort of Manhattan and lower Manhattan and, and, and the outer boroughs, as you just, you know, mentioned the boroughs other than Manhattan. Um, how do you, how do you think about balancing that? How do you think about making sure that candidates for mayor are thinking about that balance in the right way? Um, you know, is the Waterfront Alliance have any particular ways of sort of trying to frame those discussions or uh, help people understand the data around, uh, you know, the coastline that's that's lower Manhattan and, you know, the east side of Manhattan versus the coastline that's all across the rest of the city? Um, how, how do you think about and, and talk to people about that? Yeah, well, one thing we, we just need to step back and recognize that the great social issues that we're dealing with um, and the racial reckoning that's happening in our country really does apply to, to the waterfronts of New York City. And it's, it's for the reasons I just mentioned. So we want to make sure through all of our work that we're looking at who it is that we've most ignored and who have been dis- and the communities that have been disinvested along the waterfront and make sure that equity and justice are a part of all of the decisions that are made from this point forward. Um, and environmental justice is a term that a lot of people use. Um, usually it has to do with protecting people from pollution that would come from the placement of, of polluting industries or manufacturing near the lowest income 
communities, the communities that have the hardest time protecting themselves or fighting against those types of projects. We also need to think about environmental justice in terms of what we're investing in. If we're only investing in the most extensive waterfront areas of the, of the city where the highest property values can be saved, that means that we're not paying attention to the people who actually deserve the most investment over time. So it's expanding that view of what environmental justice really means, and it's making sure that when we do think about New York City, we don't have a Manhattan-centric view or a Brooklyn-centric view, that we recognize that there are, look, there's 520 miles. That's that's from here to North Carolina. That's how big our waterfront is and how long it is. And so we are constantly trying to make sure that that's that's a a point that we drive home. And also, with the work that we do and the work that we know that the city has has to do, it's about advocating and pushing for all of this work that has to be done in the five boroughs. Talk a little bit more about what the opportunities are. What are there certain projects that you um, are supportive of that you really want the next mayor to prioritize? Uh, and I'm, I'm asking that both about resiliency projects, but also economic development projects. I think you got at this a little bit earlier on, but you know, what kinds of things related to the waterfront and the waterways? Um, you know, are you are you supportive of? Do you want to really make sure on the top of the next mayor's agenda? Um, you know, and beyond uh, sort of the offshore wind and and the and and that type of um, uh, project that you mentioned earlier. You know, are there are there economic development projects that you think make sense um, that you want at the top of the of the list of the next mayor? Yeah, well, one of the things that we we're we're going to be working on, and we really need to work on it uh, work on it in partnership with the next mayor, is that um, as the city was was changing from it uh, from its port and manufacturing um, uh, installations along the waterfront. Um, those a lot of those properties are now owned by the city. So there are a, you know there's some about a thousand or so small waterfront parcels that are um, either as jurisdiction or owned by EOP or EDC, and a, a number of them just have been sitting fallow for a very long time, but they actually are appealing to community members. We do know that people are using waterfront sites, again, a, a lot of them in the outer boroughs. And so what, it's one of our major priorities to identify the sites the city already owns that is not using right now for recreation or public access and working to open those sites up and have them at some point in time become a part of the recreational infrastructure and and potentially parks along the waterfront that are that are so needed so that's that's a that's a, uh, a complicated process. It requires identifying sites that have potential for great use in that way. It also requires the, the uh, uh, likely an increase in budget for the parks department or whatever agencies might be might be facilitating these uses. So it's it's work that the mayor will have to prioritize, and we really look forward to to talking to the next mayor about that. I would say that the next thing that's really important is that the most vulnerable communities that will um, be affected by increased uh, the increased intensity of storms and also sea level rise 
We can identify what those communities are in New York City. We know which ones they are. We know the waterfront areas that were affected the most during Hurricane Sandy. We know the ones that are, are seeing flooding now because of sea level rise. High tides are bringing water into streets in certain parts of, of uh, Brooklyn and Queens. We need to make, we need to put together resiliency plans and plans for those communities that are at the front lines of, of climate change right now. And the next mayor really needs to commit to the, the planning processes that are needed for that and then the funding that's going to be needed to make decisions about how these communities are going to function and work given the effects of flooding. Um, and one thing that needs to be on the table and that the mayor needs to set the political stage for this is that we do need to talk over time uh, about which areas we're not going to be able to live in much longer, maybe in 20 or 30 years, um, because the water will just be coming in. And so um, some people use the word um, managed retreat. We don't mm. like to use that term, uh, okay. but there is this question of buyouts and and how the city is going to deal with these extremely difficult and very complicated conversations. We're talking about people who have lived for generations and have enjoyed and loved where they live that may be undergoing great change in the next 20 or 30 years. So there needs there, to be there needs to be a commitment from the mayor on that. Are there parts of the city right now that you you have in mind for um, for for that? those conversations yeah um well i i won't be too specific but i a lot of them have as you can imagine (laughs) they're the ones that are uh right on the water uh that were affected most by hurricane sandy so so you know a lot of our southern southernmost waterfront areas brooklyn queen staten island and uh, you know we saw we we saw a little bit of that obviously on staten island some of that um sorry what was the term you used (laughs) Some oh, of the buyouts. Man, manager treat or buyout? Manager treat, yes. Manager treat. We saw some, we saw some of it. But, um, you know, that actually gets – and we we're just in our last couple minutes here with you, Courtney. Um, Courtney Worrell is the president and CEO of the Waterfront Alliance. Um, uh, and you got it exactly where I, what I wanted to ask you next. And then one last question about the mayoral uh, candidates. But – you know, one thing that has struck me going around the city in different places is that, you know, I at once obviously acknowledge what you just said about, um, you know, the possibility of the need for managed retreat from the coastline. That's obvious. Anybody who, you know, knows about Sandy and, and what it what it did knows that that's something key to consider. The other thing that struck me, though, is, you know, as the city uh, needs more more housing, um, you know, that there's there's a lot of areas of the city's coastline that uh, could be could be built on per, per, perhaps you know uh, set back from the actual coastline a bit. Is that on your agenda at all? Is it is better using sort of near coastline uh, areas of the city for more housing a- anywhere on the agenda, or is that too risky? Well, it all depends in the end on what you know what the what the geography is of that of that area so is that area in the flood zone high how high is the elevation so really it, it you know it takes like this technical analysis of of the vulnerability of different areas but i'll just say one thing about density in the long term the city will need to build more density in the parts of the city where 
climate change is less of a threat. And so there is, and so that means that some of the communities maybe now that we don't think of as, as needing density actually will need density because of climate change because we're, because people are going to need a place, need places to move to. Um, and, and we, you know, and, and I think that, that, that's the equation, in fact, a, a, an equation that is going to be true um, in every coastal city in the country where increased density is going to be needed in the less vulnerable areas. And last question before we have to say goodbye. If there's one thing at this point that you think the mayor, the candidates for mayor don't quite yet grasp about the issues that you care about, is there one thing that as they filled out your survey and you're getting ready for your conference and your mayoral forum, is there one thing that's top of mind right now that it seems like the mayoral candidates really need to sort of wrap their heads around a little better? Yeah. Every single dollar the city spends is a climate change dollar of one in one way or another, or there are a fraction of it or a part of it or the entire dollar itself. Every single thing we do in the city in the future is going to be changed and altered and modified because of climate change. It is that big of a, of a change and that big of a threat. It's something we did not build the city and no cities were built to withstand the effects of climate change. So that's, that's what I'd love for the next mayor right. to understand. Well, we will... We appreciate the time. We'll be looking at your plan and those surveys, and we'll be looking ahead to your um, your conference and that mayoral forum on the on the 14th. Uh, Courtney World, the president and CEO of the Waterfront Alliance, thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. All right. Thank you. Take care.